What's up, everybody? This is Storm Batiste. And this is BA. And welcome back to episode 32 of Made Man Podcast. Bringing you everything that we think every man should know, no matter if you're white, black, skinny, or fat. These are the facts. Facts. And everything that we think every man of the 21st century should know about savings, investing, dating, and everything else in between. Y'all, welcome back. It's uh, it's been a little while. Me and Brian have been kind of holding it down for the last few weeks. Yeah. Yeah, talking about some good stuff. Insecurities. Insecurities. What was the hot girls and the city boys? Oh yeah, that was. I like that one. Mm-hmm. I like that one a lot. Apparently, everybody <laughs> else did too. I like too. that one a lot. Um, yeah, it's been it's been cool just with us two with, with our dynamic. You know, we gonna do what we do. We know y'all appreciate when it's just yeah. a good made man dialect. But you, we also understand the importance of having another voice on the podcast. Friendship is essential to the soul. Oh, I heard you. Heard you, King. Okay. Um. So today we have a guest. Cousin Mike, uh, Cousin Mike, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell us who you are. Where you from? It was good, man. My name is DJ Cousin Mike, originally from West Philadelphia. Born and raised. Current, <laughs> currently living in Brooklyn, uh, working in Manhattan. Been up here for about eight months now. Just enjoying my time, man. Thank y'all for having me. Eight months. Ooh, we just touched down. Yeah. Down there last week. Yeah. Three years flew by for me, so I know eight months. You probably just. You probably feel like you've been here for two years already. <laughs> yeah, that, that, it's, it's crazy. It's yeah. really crazy. Yo, man, well, we're glad to have you on the show. Uh, Brian didn't mention this, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. Y'all saw the bros. Shout out to the good bros. <laughs> you know you were the whole I thought everybody guy. knew friendship is essentially this. Everybody ain't the bros. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw me. Everybody knew. Oh, my fault. My fault. Really. Nah, it really is. It's just whatever. But so, man, we we glad to have somebody else on the show uh, again. Always good to just get a different perspective on some stuff. Uh, the reason we brought DJ Mike on, you you can't we call Mike. you DJ Mike DJ or cousin, cousin Mike? Mike? Cousin Mike, it's a tag. Like, like, it's you like, just yo, can't fuck up a DJ's like, name, bro. Like a pimp <laughs> named Slick Bag. Yeah. Say the whole thing. The man. whole thing. DJ Mike, Mike. Come on, man. You disrespect. Mike, Mike, sound cool. But anyway, so we brought cousin Mike on the show uh, this week because he's very interesting in the fact that he does something that you wouldn't normally see. Well, that I have not normally seen. Which is, uh, he's a DJ by night <laughs> and a financial analyst during the day, nine yeah. to five. Which I don't know about y'all, but that sounds like a, uh, a yeah different I, mixture. I think that's New York, though. I feel like uh, everybody always has something else that they do yeah. out of their nine to five. Like I think this city is so much opportunity, but you've been doing this for years. Yeah. We're going to get into that in a minute. Yeah. But I feel like it's just so much opportunity in the city to yeah. just meet so many different people from so many different backgrounds. Do that, what you want. You know, like, you're like, yo, what else am I good at? Mm-hmm. Like, who else can I meet? What can I work on for out. myself? Yeah, so this is the place to really do it. Oh, that's cool. That's dope, man. That's cool. So uh, we're going to get into that in a minute. But first, before we even dive into the entertainment session, so I got a question um, from our, one of our followers on Made Men. And um, she basically wanted our perspective on a situation scenario that happened to it okay wait a minute for all our listeners this is our new segment and we call it made men moments <laughs> the made men, okay. men moment so it sounds good right made men moments okay. yeah. this isn't a made men this I isn't like this isn't one of those situations though okay but we're going to talk about what we would have did okay. as made men but tell us what happened I, yeah i'm just what gonna get my perspective on the situation so i mean basically um there's this woman and she was dating this guy that she met uh, turns out that the guy uh, is in a fraternity, one of the greatest ones of all time. Um, that is Omega Sci-Fi. The and um, Omega Sci-Fi. She was she was talking to this dude. Come to find out, he had a line brother, which is also a very close friend that was also in his same chapter, went to the same school and everything. They knew each other, 
And turns out she used to talk to that line brother like two years ago. Mm. So <laughs> mm-hmm. now that was in the past. Now we're here in the present and she's talking to his line brother. Or she's talking, yeah, she's talking to the line brothers. There's a lot of line brothers right now. Yeah, it's a lot of line, yeah. So anyway. That's why you don't mess with people's line brothers. Apparently the dude told her, I mean, the, she told the line brother to tell his line brother that they now talked to make sure it was all cool. And uh, he was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to do it. And so wait, 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 just to clarify. Mm-hmm. So she messed with the line brother, one line brother, a few years, yeah, right before, right, exactly. and then she decided to pursue the other, other or did he, brother. or did he pursue her? I don't even know how that happened. I just know they was together. See, I'm not trying to trying to make anybody. <laughs> they was together. I'm just trying to make sure I know all the facts. That's all. <laughs> okay, so so now like she's messing with the other line brother, right, 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 and then what happened? And so. Basically, she told him to tell his line brother, like, you know, we, we talk or whatever. Make sure you cool with that. If you're not, let me know now before we get serious. Mm-hmm. And so the dude said he told his line brother. Uh, it's crazy because his line brother slid in her DMs directly after or maybe a week okay. or so after. Okay. So I, I just got to make sure. Like, I'm <laughs> slow like that. So let me just make sure. So now the line brother that she's messing with now, mm-hmm. right, She he told... His line brother, like, we're serious. Like, we got something going on. Yeah, right? yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. So then after that, the line brother that she used to mess with slid in her DMs. And was like, yo, what's good? Hit him with that after she apparently the line brother had talked to him. Mm-hmm. So. No, what, 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 what was his exact words? <laughs> when you gonna let me get some of that AKA pussy? Ooh. Aggressive. <laughs> yeah, we don't normally condone that kind of language, but we had the, the quotes, you know, the quotes. We got to stick to the quotes. So, uh, anyway, I wanted to give our perspective on that. Um, it, it ended up not working out for the two or mm-hmm. whatever because apparently the dude either didn't tell his brother or his brother just didn't respect him and slid in the DMs. Anyway, I don't yeah. know how it went out. I'm just curious, though. What is the first thing that stuck out to y'all when y'all heard this from the beginning, from the jump? It's a lot of holes in the story. But, uh... It's a lot of holes in the store. Oh, no, I said holes. <laughs> no, no yeah, holes. Just, yeah, I, not, I, I looked at her. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> a lot of holes. Yeah. No, holes. 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 Yeah. Cousin Mike, go ahead. Give me, give me your perspective. Uh, on I mean, this. honestly, you know, you mess with two people, same chapter, you know, same, uh, same line. So you know, they're essentially the equivalent of messing with two dudes who are close and like a group of friends right. mm-hmm. and like you know this but you kind of keep doing it i think in her defense if she told homeboy to talk to his line brother that she thought that they were both solid dudes and can kind of hold it down and tell the truth and not want to stab each other in the back so i mean the protocol <laughs> it's not protocol. I mean, I mean. Well, the thing is, the protocol for them talking about mm-hmm. it is there, but them respecting one another might be the missing key. But then on top of that, she should have expected something. It was gonna be some bullshit. Yeah, it was gonna, gonna be a little bit. Of but but yeah. it, like just to uh, piggyback off that, because she even was transparent, like hey, like I used to mess with your LB. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people just that's, like, that's hey, what I thought the same thing. Yeah, like, I appreciate just being honest. Like, listen, is this going to be a problem? Because we could just stop right now if that's what it's going to be. But it sounds like on their end, like, I don't know what was going on. It sounded like games to me. Mm. It sounded like some games. Like, like somebody's not. Because it's a whole on the bruh side of the story. It sounds like either dude 
that slid in her DMs afterward, he still feels some type of way about her. Like he might have said, like, right. yeah, you and can go, always the you case can go most talk times. to her. But times. he he probably just say like, nah, like, you know, I, I still feel feel I, I got feelings for it, and. He didn't say that, so like he just tried to get her back. Like, you know what though? Sometimes you don't want somebody, but then when you see somebody else getting loved, it makes you more attracted to that person. So now you want to pursue them. Yeah, like you're nasty. like, oh, that was mine. That's I had nasty. that before. Now I want it again, that's, just to show that I can. That's some nasty shit. It's some childishness going on in here. Yeah. But I mean, I guess the way I was looking at it is, if it's my line brother, it's just a no for me. Yeah, that's because, a fact. Like, yeah, we can we can talk, we can have a good time, whatever you want to do. But at the end of the day. I probably just can't have nothing serious with you. That's yeah. just how I am. Yeah, and I think that like I have I have an ego about that too. Just me as a person, like yeah, if like, you mess with anybody that's close to me, it's most, yeah, most likely like, it's nothing gonna happen between. I us. I feel like they probably both should have just like established. Okay, maybe we need to just really think about this. Like she was too lost in the sauce by that point. I, I don't know, know if this yeah. before or after you know the the rogue gamma hammer came into play. Yeah. Someone used to say that. I don't know what that is. Pause, brother. Pause. Don't bring that shit in here. But anyway, so I feel like that was kind of just a recipe for disaster from the beginning. Um, Yeah, it does work. There's a small chance that it works. Um, But it didn't. Yeah, it it didn't. And so now I feel like it's probably better that they don't still talk. I feel like maybe it should stay away from each other. Because at the end of the day, it's your homie. That's the homie. You can't smash the homie and expect me to not feel some type of way whether it's now or later. Facts. Yeah. All right. That's the way I get it. Made man moment. We're going to sum that up. Don't mess with your friends. Friends. Don't, don't mess with, don't smash. Man. Don't smash the homies. I wasn't going to say it. But anyway, drop <laughs> into the, the entertainment <laughs> Don't love the crew. Don't mm. love. Mm. Everybody got their own little. Yeah. Don't love the okay. crew. Okay, I like it. Everybody do what works for you. All right, so anyway, we're going to dive into the entertainment section real quick. I know we added a new segment, uh, the, the Made Men moment, so we're going to try to keep the consistency with that. But our uh, first thing on the list is, and we know y'all been waiting because y'all showed out for part one. Mm. So Black Panther part two, official mm. air date is May 6, 2022. Mark it on your calendar, put a sticky note, highlight whatever you do. I need the same energy, and I need the same energy because it's by the same director, Ryan Coogler. Yeah, I'm excited about it, even though I fell asleep in the movie theater, first oh, Black Panther nah. I went to. I mean, like, whatever. Like, I was, it was, Ooh. it was long. It was long. I was like, yeah, this alright. But whatever, like, get your dashikis ready, get your <laughs> Black Panther patches ready, yeah, like, whatever you, whatever you gotta do, like... People need to have better fits, man, because the thing is that I was tired of seeing people wear, like, traditional African garbs, like, the fucking movie theater. Like, honestly, you gotta, like... How many times did you go see it? I saw it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I saw it once, but, like, between Instagram and Twitter and all that, it's just like, yo... If you're gonna wear that, because that is part of you know a culture, you know of a particular African country, depending on like where the cloth come from, mm-hmm. have some respect to like wear it to an event, like a celebration or a wedding or something where like it actually like is getting its intended use. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I feel you, because that probably wear that shit once, and then to the, to the movie Black theater Panther in the dark, sit in the dark. Wakanda forever, and then yeah. I'm out of my clothes. Yeah, like I. Would. So, I'm, 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 but anyway, I y'all, y'all do it. Ryan Coogler is a black director, American director. So, uh, y'all show some love. We keeping it in the community. We talking about you know black success, black business, pouring back into the black community. Uh, more or less, this is a completely you know black directed film. So, yeah. good for them. Uh, another thing, y'all remember we kind of touched on this season one because mm-hmm. it left us for a little bit. But power, power is coming back. 
Officially, can, no, can, it's back. can it's you back. get us the, no, the little intro real quick? <clears throat> Previously on power. <laughs> it's back. Like, it never left. <laughs> I love it. So, anyway, y'all keep that in your calendar as well. I'm definitely going to be tuning into that. Uh, I actually got to watch the um, the episode before, maybe one or two before, just to kind of get come back up to speed. Thanks. Okay. Um, an- another thing is... Uh, Popeye's. Ooh. Chicken, chicken sandwich. sandwich. So, you haven't had the chicken sandwich yet, right? No. Cousin Mike, you haven't had the chicken sandwich yet, right? I have not. Okay. Well, we ain't going to spend too much time on this. I just need y'all to go experience that. Um, I've had it twice. Probably one of the best chicken sandwiches I've had in my life. So, you telling no me bullshit. a Popeye's chicken sandwich... It's better than Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's like this butter bun that they got. And then whatever the bread is on the chicken, like, it just do something to you. Like, I'm, not, I'm not eating it anymore. I'm they not, even open on too Sundays, good. too. Oh, yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, I know Chick-fil-A be closed down on Sundays. That's a fact. So that's a fact. I don't really eat fast food like that, but I'm I mean, word. if I'm ever like, good. hey, man, health is well, baby. You know, we had a conversation. <laughs> 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 hey, cousin Mike know I'll be in the gym. You know yeah. I'll be in the gym this bullshit fast food. But no, I'm definitely about to get some of that chicken sandwich as soon as I get a chance. Um, that was kind of running through the entertainment section real quick. Um, let's go ahead and dive into the quarter. I really, I really want to get into this topic. My bad if I'm, I'm sounding like I'm kind of rushing it a little bit. But I'm eager, man. We got a guest on, so I want him to talk. So the quarter of the day, let's go ahead and knock that out. Quarter of the day, the one thing that you have that nobody else has is you. Your voice, your mind, your story, your vision. So write and draw and build and play and dance and live as only you can. That's a long ass quote. It is. I gotta read it again. (laughs) Christ. Um, the one thing that you have nobody else has is you. Your voice, your mind, your story, your vision. So write and draw and build and play and dance and live as only you can. Okay. Cousin Mike, thoughts on the quote? One is a beautiful quote. Definitely a, a beautiful quote. Um, that sounds like what somebody say when they don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, I know. Honestly, like I'm, I'm really still, I'm really still, it's still processing it. Beautiful yeah, I'm, quote. I'm really still processing it. Like, what made y'all choose that? I don't know. I think it, I think it goes hand to hand, kind of with what we doing today. I mean, you, you meet somebody that's doing essentially what they want, their passion on top of what they have to do. Yeah. You know, they write and dance and do whatever makes them feel, you know, good. So I think the quote kind of speaks to that. Yeah, bit. like, I, um, of course, if anybody knows me, I picked this quote, of course. And, um, you know, like I think that this quote has a lot to do with just understanding, like, your, pers- your purpose. Okay. Like, just you as a person, like, what you bring to the world, like, nothing nobody can take that away from you. yeah yeah so just understanding that everybody in this world is unique and has something unique that they can bring to the table mm-hmm. but i feel that your purpose or your vision or your story that's no nobody else is going to have the same thing and it's up to you to craft that story that vision to whatever you wanted it to be and that's what makes us unique i feel like yeah. um everybody if everybody was the same should it be <laughs> the same old boring shit, right mm-hmm. So you do, re- you run into these people that, you know, had these day jobs, nine to five, committing, you know, mm-hmm. going hard for those, but they never lose sight of the fact that, look, I got a personal life too. I'm still a person outside of this job. The job doesn't define me, I have to find the job. Mm-hmm. And so you have to have a passion almost in a sense. This end, this is talking about you, your voice, your mind, your story. What makes you different from all the other people working at the job with you, so. Well, I'm careful with the word passion. Like I was talking to uh, this woman 
um, and I wanted to be my mentor. I'm trying. She went to Harvard, and um, she was just talking to me about passion. And basically, passion is something that you always don't you always don't want to follow that because passion, like any other emotion, it always shifts. So understanding that you know one day you can wake up and say that I want to work in finance. The next day you can say I want to work for the NFL, be a coach. Mm -hmm. Like it can shift like that. What's more important is just understanding like the gifts that you bring to the world and the only thing you do that is by having different experiences and really figuring out your purpose. So purpose over passion all the time because passion changes. But your purpose, you can have multiple purposes, but it's up to you to figure out how am I going to bring that to light? How am I going to bring that to the world? Yeah. yeah. Anything else to add? No, I think you covered everything. Um, I think overall you should definitely have a delicate balance between like what you have to do on a nine to five to fulfill your obligations but at the same time have your release you know whatever mm -hmm. that is mm -hmm. yeah. I like that release and take some of the stress off yeah. okay cool man so that was the quarter of the day um now finally let's dive into this topic, you've been, been fiending huh Yo, <laughs> thirsty I am man because I want to dissect this I, I want to get into how first of all you know how are you in finance and a DJ? Were you a DJ and then you went into finance? Oh no! Nah. So I um, so I originally got into DJing back in like 2012 when I was still in high school. This just like something you did for fun at the school, or what? Well, no. The thing is that like I um I played this game called DJ Hero. I really liked the mixes. I remember DJ Hero. Yeah, I really liked the mixes. I listened to the soundtrack literally every day, and I was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna try to become a DJ. So I. Hit up one of my homies. Um, his dad's been DJing for like decades or whatever. Went over his crib. Oh, gee. He showed me how to use um, like turntables, use records, clean records and all that. Use the mixer. And then from there, I was like, okay, bet. I need to get equipment. So got my first turntable and mixer, 17th birthday. Bought a speaker and then... I would just be buying like vinyl records and stuff like that and right. just like playing vinyl practicing on vinyl in the crib mm -hmm. and then the following summer 2012 i had um my first like big like summer internships like i bought another turntable another speaker and we're just buying records and just like practicing so watching. just music all types of music like just yeah and just like just studying like the arts i see it as like at the end of the day like an african-american art form because as far as you know, we know it DJing, how it is today, how it's seen, how it's performed, is strictly a result of the ingenuity of black people. Mm -hmm. So, and it's part of the culture of hip hop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. What is it? Graffiti, breakdancing, DJing, and seeing. Yeah. 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 But um, but yeah. So I did that, and then after a while, I kind of realized, okay, I have all these vinyl records, but like, I, I want to get like like Serato or something like that where I can have all the music on my computer so I don't have to carry crates everywhere so yeah, I have more songs. Sure. So how I start getting the music is a separate story that happens around the same time of um me first playing DJ Hero. My mom hit me up like she I came home from school one day, it's Thursday and she was like, Hey, you know, some of my friends told us about this uh this teen party or whatever like happened on Penn's campus that, you know, is part of this organization some of my friends are a part of you should go and I was like yeah you know I think about it because like I wasn't like a big party person back then mm -hmm. like I was still like pretty shy kind of to myself like I had my friend group and mm -hmm. um 
you know, Friday, Saturday night, that's Xbox Live right there. I was on the same way. That's, yeah. that's, that's Call of Duty Black Ops, that's GTA, that's Gears of War, like, that's, that's all that. Gears of War, that, that's my shit. Exactly. So, I was like, you know, I'll think about it. And I went to school, and I was talking to my homies, but I was like, yo, you should, you should definitely slide, like, have you ever been to a party before? I was like, nah, like, first party I've ever been to, so... The night, the day comes, my mom reminds me during the day, and I'm just like, oh, all right, yeah, I guess I'll go, so. Shout out to mom. Yeah, so. Yeah, mom was just pushing you, like, <laughs> yeah. hey, let's do it, like, so, come hang outside, man. Yeah, exactly, so, <laughs> I, um, so I go to the party, pay my little $10, and, like, I'm just chilling in there, and I'm just, like, just peeping the scene, music's good, um, Jones is coming in or whatever, and... The one thing that I forgot to talk to the homies about is like, yo, like, how do I pull girls? Like, how do I dance with girls or whatever? So I never done nothing like that before. <laughs> hey, nah, hey, I feel like that conversation is not had enough, bro. Like, I was, when you uh, first when you first start getting no, because here's the because here's the thing, right? My thought process was this: I was like, all right, I never did this before. Um. Like, I'm a big dude, so I can't just be walking up just like yanking on Jordan's arms. <laughs> At the time, like, I'm like, I'm like fifth, I'm fifteen, I'm like. You're the tallest foot. dude in the class. I'm like, I was like one of them. I'm like six foot six one. Mm-hmm. So it's like I can't, I can't just be walking up just yanking on people's daughters. You know what I'm saying? Because that's that's how you get shot, man. Made men shit. Yeah, made men shit. Yeah, today. That is how you. That's that how you is get. a true made that man get moment. Blasted. So I text my homies and I'm just like, yo, like how do you do? It's like, yo, just gotta walk up to him. Pull me and start dancing. I'm like, yo, y'all really trying to set. I like, yo, yeah. I like, yo, y'all trying to set me up right now. But eventually, I was like, all right, forget. I'm trying. So, walk to this one joint, pull her, start dancing. It happens. But then, I don't have no rhythm because I've never danced to dance hall music before. (laughs) So, literally, shorty, she's. I commend her because one, she was trying her hardest to work with me, and then two. Looking back on it, my foresight was pretty good because I managed to pull one of the taller chicks in the party. I've been on the stallion wave since like 2010, <laughs> like since like 2010. Like I'm, I'm a forerunner to the game now. You know what I'm saying? But so we were dancing. Shout out the queen, man. What's she at now? Y'all still cool, bro? So let me. So let's let's finish the story. So literally, what happens is her friends see her dancing with me point and start laughing at her and then start laughing at me and then she turns around gives me a look of disgust like damn you really trash and then just walks away and i'm just standing there like yo like my yo like my spirit is crushed son like yo literally like yo like i needed like i needed a medic like i went to the wall and i was just chilling for like i, I had to chill for like 20 30 minutes bro and i'm just damn like that really just happened, didn't it? And I was thinking to myself, like, man, I'm about to go home. But it was something, something said to me, it was like, yo, you can't quit. You can't, like, you can't go out like that. You gotta that. talk like, to you, yourself, big yeah, yourself back like, up. It's like, you you have to go out there, like, the night can't end that way. You have to go out there and redeem yourself. Mm-hmm. So, literally, I'm chilling on the wall, kind of just, like, seeing everyone's methods as far as the dancing things going. And... I'm listening to the music and I'm like, yo, like this music is like crazy or whatever. Like it's, it reminds me of like the radio in Philly. Like I love Philly radio just because like the DJs like, shout out like Cosmic Kev, Doc B, mm-hmm. um, Diamond Cuts, Damage, RL because like, it's a very, 
it's like a club slash like block party like style of playing like it's I really can't I can't describe it like you gotta hear it because okay. like you hear like on the radio on a Friday Saturday night you hear like dance hall afro beats 90s hip hop thousands hip hop mm-hmm. current hip hop New Orleans bounce music Jersey club Baltimore mm-hmm. club Philly yeah, club yeah we know you know all yeah. that yeah, yeah like <laughs> like literally like everything and like being in that party I started like I didn't have Shazam at the time. I had Soundhound. So I would like Soundhound the songs mm. and I would download them when I got home. And that's how I started like building my crates mm-hmm. for when I ultimately ended up buying DJ, like the software back mm-hmm. in like 2014. Mm. So between going to that party, getting rejected, paying attention to the music, and then playing DJ Hero. And getting shown like the ropes by my um, my friend and his dad, and not to mention um, just researching it on YouTube and the internet, like watching documentaries and stuff. That those experiences are what like mm-hmm. got me into DJing and mm-hmm. like taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. And then when I get to college. I majored in finance, Drexel University. That's like, not an easy like major to go into. What made you decide finance is what I want to do? So both of my parents are accountants. Mm-hmm. Oh, there we go. And okay. they've like being in business has always been something like that's been on my mind since I was like a little kid. Cause, like that's just all I saw, all I knew growing up. And then mm-hmm. on top of that, um, what? So and they, did they give you pressure to do finance? Not really. So my original major, I was half business, half engineering. Because hey man, business majors, look, if you don't know what you want to do, do because business. the thing I'm is sociology. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the thing is that you got it depends on what kind of business because I was doing half business, half engineering because I went to an engineering like high school, but I didn't want to do engineering. I wanted to do business, so I was like, okay, maybe I could try to do both at Drexel. Man, that first year was nuts. Like, as far as, like, the yeah. classes and all that stuff mm-hmm. goes, because, like, I'm taking, other people are taking, like, business calculus. I'm taking, like, engineering, like, science calculus oh, no. without a calculator. Like, I didn't have a calculator for any math class. Oh. For any shit. math class. Oh, you no. was smart, smart. Bro, it was, yo. <laughs> Why'd you get the calculator? <laughs> no, like, they didn't allow you to use Oh, math. they could, what? It was all mental math. Like, you, you, you could only do mental math. Like, it was, like, no, like, it was, it was crazy. So I did a year of that. Now you got to be born with that because I can't do that. No, Bro, it was like no. that. Taking those math classes is really what contributed to like my hustle and just my ability to like just put my head down and do work today. Because I'm telling you, like I'd wake up, me and my homie would wake up on a Saturday, like nine, ten o'clock, go to the dining hall, get breakfast. We'd be in the library from like twelve to like. 4.35 matter of fact 12 to like 4 maybe like take a break get some food come back be in a library from like 4.35 to like 8.9 but when did you have time to play DJ Hero? that was high school <laughs> that was all high school yeah, like, that was all high school so so I guess like with you spending that much time like where was the big break with DJing in college like um, so what like, happened? Honestly, so it'd be like Saturday nights and Friday nights. Um, so I always realized I had a lot of work to do. So I just do a great job at like partitioning my time mm-hmm. and just making sure so, you know, like, I want to turn up this weekend. So I got to do X, Y, and Z by then. Mm-hmm. And then freshman year, I DJed like two parties, two or three parties. Mm-hmm. So the two that come to mind 
when it was one party, one event. It was a fashion show for Natural Society of Black Engineers, the Drexel chapter, shout out to y'all. And then it was a pre-alpha Miss Black and Gold pageant party. It was a house party. Mm. Yeah. And then sophomore year was when the break came because the campus moved over. It's like 40th and Bering, like between Drexel and UPenn's campus. Mm-hmm. And a few of my friends had just crossed into like that chapter. Mm-hmm. So they would just have me DJing damn near like every house party. Jeez. So like most of the house parties that the campus had that year in like 2014, 15. Mm-hmm. And then... um these girls up at LaSalle University, like farther up in North Philly on um, off Broad Street, the Trippy Girls. <laughs> That's what they was called. Yeah, they called themselves the Trippy, trippy Girls. <laughs> That's a yeah. trippy name. Yeah, so every, I won't say every, but like a lot of the house parties they had, because um, one of my homies plugged me up with them, I'm mm-hmm. a DJ. And between so, those two venues, like that's really how like I got like got my reps in so you was really like old school with it like just word to mouth everybody was like yo you need a dj oh i got cousin mike cousin mike for you exactly because the thing is like cousin mike like it's it's meant to be it's meant to be like relatable because like everybody has cousins i was gonna ask you why cousin mike so originally i started like coming to new york like around like in middle school because one of my older cousins who honestly like just inspires me he's like an older brother than me Mm -hmm. he used to work in finance but he writes about rap now he's a hip-hop journalist mm-hmm. so oh he just origi- said, forget it like he was just like i want to do something different well it was after like the crash in like 08 or whatever mm-hmm. he was like you know i made you know like i've made bread this is cool like i'm not happy i don't like it i mm-hmm. really like rap i'm gonna write about rap mm-hmm. and so when he lived up here in brooklyn i'll come visit him for a week in the summertime in middle school and he would introduce me to his friends as Cousin Mike. So whenever I come back, he would just be like, oh, yo, what's good? You know, Cousin Mike, I know you're in mm-hmm. town, X, Y, Z. So when I told him, I was like, yo, like, I want to be a DJ. Like, I want to take it seriously. He was like, all right, well, you need a DJ name. And so I tried coming up with a name, <laughs> but the name sucked. So the first one was about to be my gamer tag, my Xbox Live gamer tag, like DJ Philly Mike or whatever. But nah, I that was that's like a real, like... 70s, 80s. Yeah, it's just real, yeah. like, old school. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. like, that's like a, like a only cookout DJ thing, you know what I'm saying? Philly Mike. DJ yeah, Philly Mike. Yeah, exactly. You know, but he was like, why don't you be DJ Cousin Mike? And I was like, hmm, Cousin Mike, okay. And then I remember when I got to college, people at, like, when they first met me, he was like, oh, yeah, what's up? I was like, oh, um, what's your name? And then the first few times I said Mike, but then it was one time I was like, oh, you know, Mike, but, you know, my DJ name is Cousin Mike. And that's how people in college started calling me Cousin Mike. And, like, after a while, like, between DJing and just being around, that's, like, the brand name record. The brand got stronger. And then people started calling me Cousin Mike. That's what's and up. Then, yeah. It was, it's, so, it's so interesting to me. I was going to say weird, but it's, just, it's interesting to me because you just said earlier that um, you were shocked. And when I think DJ, I don't normally think shy. And you you kind of yeah. seem like introverted, like kind of to yourself too, mm-hmm. almost just from yeah. when I'm knowing you, just yeah. how you are. You're not loud like me and just like yeah. all over the place. Like you kind of to yourself, you only say what needs to be said, kind of like Brian. That's why yeah. I can recognize that. So it's just like, yeah. you're a DJ. How, how do you come from being closed in, getting shut down at the party, DJ Mike, cousin Mike, 
to now all of a sudden the Phillies yeah. Phillies DJ you know yeah. I mean it's 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 a gradual progression man it's a gradual progression. are you still introverted right now what yeah so saying? I mean like I'm still very like I'm a very to myself person but the thing is is that like I meant shy from a perspective that like the hardest thing for me to do is talk on the microphone and I've gradually gotten better at it but the thing is that I don't like doing it because um, when you come to a party like you don't hear to give me you don't come to hear me give a keynote address or talk over your favorite parts of the songs or like have have a soliloquy every mm-hmm. like 15 minutes are you throwing shots who are you throwing shots yeah, somebody, <laughs> no, I'm just, shots no I'm just no I'm just saying because like, I, I hate when I go to parties and just the DJ nah, talks it, too yeah. much or like switches the song too quick yeah, yeah too quick part. so it's like for me like I express myself through playing the music in a way you've probably never heard or like songs that are really lit that are either remixes or that you forgot about and say, like, oh, I really want to hear this. And I mean, ultimately, it's, it's really just about putting yourself out there mm-hmm. and just constantly trying new things. Like, as far as DJing goes, like, yeah, like I was nervous like the first few parties and like maybe like DJing in the club for the first time. But after a while, like you get with repetition, it becomes more comfortable. You know, it's like yeah, with anything. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's like you you use and you you flex those muscles enough, and then you build those muscles and you get stronger. Mm-hmm. So it's just all about not being afraid to lose, not being afraid to put yourself out there, realizing you have to take the wins and the losses literally the same way, mm-hmm. and just just keep moving, just mm-hmm. keep constantly you know trying to be better. So I guess like with. Your, what you moving from Philly to New York? How has that process been as far as building your name out? Because me and Storm came to see you DJ at a party. Yeah. It was lit. Yeah, it was. It was lit. <laughs> it was lit. Yeah. But how has just that process been and building your reputation? Like, what is the hustle? Like, how does that work? Honestly, yeah, how do you build your yeah. it's it's a combination of it's a combination of leveraging networks, having shown improved before, mm-hmm. and honestly just being able to like talk about your brand like enthusiastically yeah like, like, like how how is that pro- like so what would you say is cousins mike cousin mike's um stamp like you know this is a cousin mike set and then like how did you come to how did you put that together so i'd like as far as the sound goes yeah as far as the sound goes i'd say it's gonna be more more or less more or less fast-paced Unless it's like arm, like slow R and B, but I don't really. I play a little bit of that, not too too much, but like I really like to keep people dancing and keep people mm-hmm. like moving. It's like I draw a lot of my inspiration from that like style of DJ, and I was mm-hmm. telling you about like on Philly radio yeah. and like Philly block parties and stuff like that because it's that constant like the beat just keeps going it keeps getting faster like you mm-hmm. gotta play things for like the older people you gotta mm-hmm. play things for the younger people and it's like just growing up in the city going to like the parkway on the 4th of July here and Jazzy Jeff cut it up here and like DJ RL Diamond Cuts with a club set mm-hmm. or like the Sunday service where it's like all reggae and all that like just like that that cadence mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm that's really where like I draw like the inspiration and the sound from and that's what you'll hear like the party y'all were at I went into the twerk stuff I played some trap stuff mm-hmm. I was playing like a lot of like older early thousands R&B stuff cause like when you're more like rap songs mm-hmm. because when you're warming up mm-hmm. you want to get the crowd lit but like you can't burn out too fast because yeah. the thing is is that yeah. 
you it can't be eleven forty five and I'm playing back that ass up or eleven forty five and I'm playing no letting go. So the time, like the time so slash like, like each song is very like important. No, so like so like the club, so like <laughs> like the hev- like the the certified club classics, like back that ass up. No letting go by Wayne Wonder, maybe mm. like a Meg the Stallion, maybe like City Girls, Meg the Stallion, all that. Mm. That's like prime time music. That's yeah. like twelve, twelve fifteen mm. to like one thirty kind mm. of music. So it's like your hottest like, hits come later, is what you saying? Yeah, that's the thing. It, mm. It's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. You know what I'm saying? Because don't the thing the clubs, is, it's you don't, yeah, 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 you don't yeah. want to you don't want to repeat songs. Right, I was about to say you don't want to play it too many times. I can't stand that. That's yeah, a pet yeah, peeve yeah. of mine. Like that's yo, like no, like, I just heard this, bro. Exactly. So you don't you don't want to repeat songs. You want to have the maximum effect when you're playing a song, and then on top of that, like depending on where you want to like steer or like drive the party, it just may be better and smarter for you to save those songs later. Mm. The last party I DJ was like um, it was an early thousands party at the same spot, Shemansky, mm. and my whole set was pretty much early thousands like R and B, and with like a little bit of like rap mixed in from like 2011, 2012 stuff like that. Mm. So it's really just about just keeping the groove going, like keeping people dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, cool, when, cool, cool. When the R and B set come on, helping facilitate, you know, some love. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Throw some oops. You know, no toss doubt. a few off the backboard. <laughs> Yo, you we, know? we appreciate those. Yeah, all the brothers in the room, <laughs> to the left, to the right. You've been eyeing shorty all night. <laughs> be the shorties I ain't been eyeing, and they eyeing me, and I'm like, please. So, how would you say? How would you? What advice would you give somebody who is trying to build a brand? especially with something they're doing on the side and they have a nine to five, like what does that balance look like? And how would you suggest them go about building a brand? I say, depending on what it is, you know, always make sure you're practicing and Mm -hmm. trying to like, not necessarily like reinvent, but more so just fine tune Mm -hmm. their method of doing what they do, whether like photography, Mm -hmm. painting, DJing, um, maybe like music production or who knows, like, um, Sculpting or mm-hmm. something like that. Just mm-hmm. always, you know, getting better at it. Every yeah, day. always. Even if you're not practicing, make sure you have like material around you or something to inspire you, or at least like make you look at what you're doing differently. So mm-hmm. like, follow different pages on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Maybe like read different books. Constantly digesting it. Yeah, stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. So I got a question. Um, and based on what you've been kind of saying, so. I know you said, you know, growing up, you listened to a certain, like, DJs and radio, and that kind of, like, kind of, like, painted the picture for where you are now. Like, yeah. so do you only play, like, rap and R&B music? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you do play only, because, I mean, that's what you listen to growing up. And, I mean, that's cool and everything. But, I mean, you got DJs out here that's doing it all and stuff like that. So do you only play, like, rap and hip-hop stuff? Or have you kind of gone outside of it to, like, the techno and, like, the... <laughs> what's, the, what's, the, what's the trap music and all this other stuff like nah so it's it's actually funny like I didn't really get like deep into hip hop hip hop until like like m- middle school ish because like growing up like I was listening to a lot of jazz and commercial jazz that's mm-hmm. what my dad would play so like Sade um Kenny G uh stuff like that mm-hmm. and then my brother would be listening to everything so I listen to like everything from Get Rich or Die Trying by 50 Cent, the old DJ Clue mixtapes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then like I'd also be listening to, like Daft Punk and like video game soundtracks. Like mm-hmm. I've always 
had a passion and love for like electronic house music and like different kinds of music. That's this popular in Jersey, that house music stuff, right? Yeah, well, Jersey's Jersey club music. No, oh. you get to like Chicago, Chicago. and Detroit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, house music is real popular. Okay. But um, but yeah, so I've always I've always been in the alternative kinds of music, and then especially with the DJ and like by no means like is it just like surface like service level with the rap and hip hop mm-hmm. like you just match like the energy of the crowd that you're in well it's the energy and then it's also okay like what kind of crowd is this what did they come here for right. and what can I give them plus mm-hmm. so it's like I can give them everything that they're expecting like the dance hall the afro beats the rap the hip hop and then like is there like a a funk remix I can give them is there a house remix I can give them is there like some Katranada, um, you know, Jaber, um, Esther, mm-hmm. like Flip or sure. something that like I can give them. So what, what do you feel makes you different from like every other DJ out there? Um, I would say, I say outside of the cadence, um, honestly, just like the songs I play, because the thing is, is that there are a lot of popular like pages and people on soundcloud where like if you if you're into that enough and you listen to enough remixes on soundcloud you go out to certain parties you know like everyday people or a family reunion at like kenfolk or whatever listening to certain djs you'll hear like the cynic remixes and flips but a lot of times you won't you'll hear some common songs but like Mm. what makes those djs different what makes djs different is one the different songs that they play but then how they play songs that you're used to so it's kind of like i could what like girls girls by jay-z or whatever Mm -hmm. the name of the sample is escaping me right now but if you play a piece of that sample to start your set and then you slow it down, slow down girls and then like you mix the sample with like Mm -hmm. the song like that's not everybody's doing that you know what i'm saying and even if you just take acapella like a stevie wonder acapella and put i don't know like a 90s or early thousands r&b or like rap instrument Mm -hmm. over it everybody's doing that (laughs) like you know it's even or even if you're like tone king and like Mm -hmm. tone king to like uh transition into different songs or like scratching a lot like Everybody's not doing that. I scratch a little bit. I'm not the craziest scratcher. I'd mm-hmm. say what really makes me stand out is just the transitions and just the flow of the music mm-hmm. over the night. I'm gonna be thinking about all this next time I go to a cousin Mike's. <laughs> yeah, I be. I mean, that's why I go to. I don't, I'm not in the club like that. But even when I do go to the club, I really just go for the music. Like I just go to like, cause you you see me in the club. Like I'll just be standing by the bar the whole night, just <laughs> vibing like out. Yeah, I just be vibe. <laughs> I really just uh, I really just vibe out. Like I, I really that's how much I enjoy music because mm-hmm. um, music was always something that was always in my life from like just the little uh, vinyls that. The side A, side Bs, like I used to just play around with them. For sure. So it's just like, and like just riding around Chicago with my dad, listening to Marvin Gaye, hey. um, Teddy Pendergrass, hey. like all that stuff I still listen to to this day. Like it's Barry White, everybody, like it's just like music is something that it's a feel, like it gives you a feeling. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think it's it really determines, yeah, it's a mood. It's and I think mood. it like it always determines your behavior. So it's just like it's something that's always been important to me. So like just me listening to you and getting to, the mind of a DJ, I think that's probably what I look for because like I've never been somebody who needs all the scratching. Like it's cool sometimes, but it's just like 
Just let it flow. Let it play. Yeah, let the yeah, vibes yeah. be the vibes. Like, yeah. That's a fact. Is his cousin Mike nightlife the same cousin Mike that be in the office on the phone? Or would cousin Mike need a new 9 to 5 if 9 to 5 minutes? <laughs> Honestly, I say, I say that DJ cousin, they're both essentially the same person. Really? Just because so you don't turn into like this whole mood at nighttime where you like... Well, I'm like, I might, of course, you know, different things. Like I may like, you know... Pour up on the spirits a little bit, you know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> but you know, I definitely don't drink at work. But like, I think that the same level of professionalism yeah. and like business savvy needs to be present, if not more, in DJing than in the office. Because the thing is, is that uh, a lot of times, like people just people who are in entertainment aren't that business savvy, or might not have like that level of mm-hmm. business acumen. Uh, yeah. Or just like being able to like negotiate certain terms, mm-hmm. being able, you know, like showing up early, mm-hmm. someone's rendering a service, you know what I'm saying, you know, double check with them days before, maybe make sure you get receipts for certain yeah, things. Yeah, paper trail, yeah. Yeah, make sure like mm-hmm. the equipment is fine. If they say they have equipment, ask them what they don't have. Like, it's just a certain level of professionalism that I take from corporate America and bring into DJ. So so yeah. with that with that being said, so eventually do you just want to be a full-time DJ? Like that's Honest, the goal? Is that the goal? Not at least not right now, no. Right. I, as weird as it sounds, there's a certain level of creativity it almost feels like mm-hmm. and I don't know, I guess like 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 what I get from working in finance sometimes like helps me be creative in mm-hmm. DJing. So it's like the biggest part of DJing as far as fundamentals go is just transitions. Mm-hmm. Just making sure the music flows and like the songs aren't running into one another. Mm-hmm. And business and in life in general, there's a lot of different transitions you do. Yep. Yeah. So that's transitioning trains, mm-hmm. jobs, mm-hmm. relationships, mm-hmm. topics in a conversation. Mm-hmm. And even like within work, you know, if I'm like analyzing, like forecasting something, it's like, okay, how do I transition in between reports? Can't have too many Excel reports open or else Excel crashes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to do this. I want to make this table. I want to make this chart. And mm-hmm. then I could use that and flip that and transition this into making this chart. Mm-hmm. So learning those different transitions and how to go about learning like processes on the job, I feel like it strengthens my mind. Kind of like how taking those math classes mm-hmm. made me more prepared for doing the finance classes Mm -hmm. so doing that at work then helps me think about how to transition the music better Mm -hmm. how to take the party here to there and maybe back to here Mm -hmm. you know better in a different way so so it's just like you're still developing you're still putting it together as far as like what it is that you're going to be or what you have you have a brand but just evolving it because i feel like when you do make that transition into maybe possibly becoming a full-time DJ, you want to make sure that you've evolved enough to where, like, you feel secure, like, this is what it's going to be, and this is going to be my foundation. Like, this, like, you're going to you're gonna know my name because yeah. of X, Y, and Z. Like, this is me. So That's dope. a fact, man. Like, that's, that's crazy. I, I respect that a lot more, though. Like, some people, like, if you do, if you're passionate, you can monetize that and make it take off for you. That's fine. But I feel like corporate America does give you a lot of skills to just deal with people mm-hmm. in general. And it's a lot of transferable skills from that 9 to 5. Yeah, it's boring, but it's a lot of skills you pick up on for life versus just that crowd you're trying to reach at the you know at the party that you're going to or whatever. So 
I mean, that's pretty big for me. It's almost like you're almost like a superhero in a sense. Like <laughs> <laughs> you, you're sitting in the desk from nine to five on the phone. You just this regular, you know, resources what they call mm-hmm. people, not mm-hmm. human capital. You sitting at the desk doing what everybody else is doing, but by nighttime, everybody else goes home and drinks or stresses about what they doing tomorrow. And you got cousin Mike, cousin Mike, <laughs> you facilitating know I mean? the vibes, a man. whole flip and a switch, and that's beautiful, right there, man. Mm-hmm. Like that's the same feeling you probably get from doing your DJ, and it's the yeah. same feeling that we get from doing the side stuff on the side of our nine to five. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would definitely uh, say that. You know, like career coaching is definitely something that I feel like is one of my many purposes because I do it for my full time job, but I also do it for freelance. Like I'm just, it's something that you know. I can't wake up any day without doing something related to career coaching or doing something to cater to my coaching business. So, like, it's just, like, really immersing yourself in the field, understanding that, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not, the nine to five is cool, like, pays the bills, like, I enjoy it, but at the end of the day, like, it's just, like, what's going to be, like, my stamp? Like, if I'm going to do this career coaching, if I'm going to be that career coach or the one that everybody goes to, like, what's going to be my stamp? What's going to set me apart from everybody? That's the shit I think about mm-hmm. when I leave my job. Exactly. And how can I build this business to be as successful as it's going to be? And that's how it should be. That's always going to be something, like, in the back of your mind. Like, how can I Yeah. How can I make this better, essentially? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. So, like, and he, he kind of talked about this a little bit earlier. But just, like, somebody that wants to break into, like, this field, like, they want to be a DJ, not the finance, but, like, they want to be a DJ. Do you have, like, some equipment maybe you would suggest that they get first? So, like, what, somebody like myself, we grew up, we listened to music, but it was mostly the music on the radio. So, we didn't really step outside of that too much. So, I'm learning stuff from this dude all the time, like, about music and just the people that I'm immersed around all the time. So, somebody that wants to break into that field, like, they want to break the fold and try DJing, like, is there some equipment they should do? Maybe should they start listening to music what should it do i mean honestly you know if you already listen to music it starts with your own particular mm-hmm. music taste and you can just branch out from there yeah as far as equipment and all that stuff goes um depending on what budget you're working with i'd honestly say just you could download serato dj for free and just start playing around with serato dj start building little playlists start getting to understand what like bpms ketones <clears throat> cue points and stuff like that are you can always look up tutorials on youtube that'll teach you a lot of stuff you can honestly mm-hmm. learn how to use any piece of dj mm-hmm. equipment mm-hmm. or do anything dj wise or pro- music production wise on youtube, on YouTube. So you, can, you can learn anything so definitely do that and above all just you know ask yourself why you're doing it and move accordingly based off of that you know and just put your own spin on it mm. yeah yeah i think um i like the first point you made by just like really um listening to just different types of music because i feel like one thing with our generation well our generation and the generation behind us is that it's so many like it's so many samples out here that are used and in, in, used in today's music mm-hmm. that nobody really takes the time to go back and figure out where it came from yeah. yeah and i started to do that at an early age like you know i grew up on kanye college dropout and I was hearing all these samples, and I was like, that sounds like a really dope song in yeah. the back, so let me go look it up on YouTube. And that's how I started immersing myself in music. So, like, everybody's shocked, like, why you got all this old dusties mm-hmm. and shit like that? I'm like, because, like, did you know this song came from this song? Yeah. And just, like, really immersing yourself, like, 
Shoot, man, I, that's, that's pretty much all the questions that I had, man. I yeah. just wanted to get to know you a little bit. Yeah. That's all. Like, yeah, man, I thank you. Thank you for having me on here. It's definitely been, it's been a good time. DJ Cousin Mike, man, like, um, we really appreciate it. And um, this is the first time I actually had to sit down with a DJ. Yeah. So, yeah, man. like, just getting Stabbing into the mind shit. and just... Cause like technically you would be considered a creative because yeah, oh, yeah you are you are um somebody who just are is able to create to paint a picture for somebody a build an experience for somebody experience, yeah so I just anytime I can sit down with a creative it's just like to get in y'all mind to see how meticulous everything is and just like the love everything is just for the love. Yeah. Like if you could, if you never got paid to DJ again, well, that's the thing. A lot of the stuff that I did early on was free. I really, yeah, you should, we should say that at the beginning because yeah. people yeah. be like, "Yo, so I need like this much." Oh well, no, nah, I mean, I like, the you. thing is, it's like you have to, you have to build a credibility, product, right? right? Like you have to build a product worth spending the money for. You yeah. have to be able to like tell people like this is what this much amount of money gets you because if you just started, it's just like. I understand you spend a lot of money on this equipment and that kind of is what it is, but if you got bad transitions or you don't know how to like play music or blend the music together, it's like, I'm not going to pay you $100, $125 an hour. I'm mm -hmm. not going to pay you like $400 to like DJ mm -hmm. this party. Like, you got to build your name up. It takes time. It's the biggest thing. Consistency and time. You got to yep. get your reps in. Yep. That's it. But hey, man, we appreciate you coming on. No problem. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Yo, so... Go ahead. I would say the people can find me. Oh yeah, we got you. We got you. Hey, DJ Cousin Mike, go ahead, drop your tag. Tell them where you're from. People can find me at DJ Cousin Mike on Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud, and Apple Music. When the next event, man, we trying to be there. Uh, it's in the works for well next event for all my people. Going to Made America in Philadelphia, Trap Killer, Fillmore next Saturday. Next Saturday, so what's that? That's August thirty first. Next Saturday. Next Saturday is the thirty first. Is it? Yeah. I feel like it's, it's all year's Labor Day weekend. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so August thirty yeah. first to Fillmore, Philadelphia, Trap Killer. I'll be there, and then after that, next event in Brooklyn. Summer's over interlude, September 21st, okay. mm -hmm. Rooftop Party. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. I'll be there. Yeah. I'll be there. So, uh, yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you, DJ. Yo, follow, like, it. subscribe, share. And, yeah, thank you guys for having me, man. Looking forward to hearing how this comes out. Hey, um, most definitely. Yeah. Once again, this is Storm Matisse. And this is BA. And welcome back to Made Man Podcast. Bringing you everything that we think every man should know, no matter if you're white, black, skinny, or fat. These are the facts. Facts. And everything that we think every man of the 21st century should know about savings, investing, dating, and everything else in between. Keep showing the love. We appreciate what you do. Again, shout out to DJ Cousin Mike. Got it right that time. That <laughs> <Yeah>, is. <laughs> shout out to Made Men Podcast. Appreciate it, man. All right, y'all. We'll, we'll see y'all next time. Hey, peace. Peace.